Sometimes, the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon, or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Rev. Jana Vende. And I'm Rev. Michael J. Day. We're priests of Arnery Octophane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts, but that's part of what makes it fun. So, sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. Hi, I'm Reverend Jana Vende, and I am here at the Western Clergy Retreat with Reverend Lauren Mart, Reverend Sarah Blackbelder, Reverend Missy Ashton, and Reverend Kirk Thomas. And since I am the only one here from east of the Mississippi, I come from kind of the heartland area of ADF, and I'm here with a whole bunch of folks who are kind of geographically isolated, and so we wanted to talk a little bit about what clergy loneliness looks like as far as geography, and then the additional clergy loneliness that we all kind of deal with just as priests, because we are separated from the folk whether we want to be or not. So, one of y'all Western folks, you want to start us off? It's a loaded topic. <laughs> it is. I know Kirk has been doing this a lot longer than I have, um, but we're both um, really isolated in terms of both other groves and where we are as priests. Um, I am the only ADF priest in the state of Texas. Um, my grove is in Houston. The nearest ADF group to me is about four hours away um, in Austin. And then there's a group in Dallas-Fort Worth, and then there's a group in El Paso, which is more than a day's drive, so we don't really think about them too much. Um, and so when we need things, we're really on our own to come up with them because I can't, I, we, we get together as groves in Texas and throw a retreat um, that's largely led by Hearthstone Grove in Austin in, at, at Imbolc in February every year. Because if you're from Texas, that's when you want to go camping is in February, not in August. <laughs> um, and so we, we get together to do some things together. But by and large, you know, when I started the group that was to become Nine Waves Grove, it was just me. And then it was just me and three or four other people, and we learned to rely on each other a lot. But as a priest, I'm really the only one doing what I do within a reasonable driving distance of me. And so all of my clergy mentors have all been from far away, people like Jan. And, and so it's been, it's challenging to feel geographically remote and also to feel like not an outsider in the sense that the ADF work that we do is somehow lesser, but I often feel like we reinvent the wheel a lot. Because, I mean, the first, I had never seen an ADF right until I had run about 30 of them. Wow. I had, I had never seen one on YouTube. I had never seen one in person um, until I went to the Texas Imbolc retreat with one other person and we drove six hours out there. Was that a culture shock? It, it was, it was and it wasn't. 
Because it made me realize, well, one, I didn't guess wrong on how this is supposed to go. Um, <laughs> that was important. Which was important. I mean, like, I fit, like, we started the ritual, and I was like, okay, I, I, I know how this goes. We've done some of these, and this, this all seems familiar. But at the same time, I didn't have anybody to be like, just so you know, if you do these in this order, it doesn't make any sense. And we had to figure all those things out mm-hmm. by trial and error. And so... You know, our grove has some things that we do that are very particular to our grove. All groves do. All do. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. But, you know, being isolated, I, you, that's not something you would just know. <laughs> right, I don't. And, and because ADF ritual, grove, other groves who I have seen do ADF rituals, Hearthstone. And I was at a Mountain Ancestors ritual three days ago. <laughs> and I have never, I've never been to another, this was the first time I've ever been to another Grove's full moon ritual. Oh, wow. The only time I have ever seen another ADF ritual has been a high day ritual. And so, like, I'm kind of out here by myself doing my thing. And so it's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get this because I came from Florida. And... Florida is very isolated as well. There's a lot of membership for the state. I mean, like 20 people, which is actually a lot. (laughs) Um, But there weren't really, there's the grove I ran. And before that, there was another grove that Reverend Cannon ran before she moved back up north to Ohio. And so it was kind of like, there was, protocols would kind of pop in and out a little bit, but... There weren't, like, I hadn't seen anybody else do ritual. It really, my biggest one that I, outside of Florida person was when Kirk came down to Florida Pagan Gathering one year. And that's when I saw, like, a different style and flavor of ADF ritual. And I was like, ooh, okay, this is fun. Okay, I can get behind this. And it really took me going to festivals, which I was fortunate enough to have done, which really actually allowed me to see how other varieties and variations and flavors of ritual on ADF. But and it was really hard to start because you are alone in a lot of it. And even like a lot of the study program work is very solitary. It's not very group oriented. And so that's, and it was hard because I didn't know anybody. Kirk was like the only, one of the only people I knew for the longest time before I actually had gone up to meet other people. I mean, like it was hard. It really just was. So, well, and people, when you start a group, people are like, oh, well, you started the group. You must know what you're talking about. And you're like, I don't, I don't know anything. Like, <laughs> I, I, I signed a piece of paper that said I wanted to do the ADF thing. Like, don't give me the, the, the big pointy hat. <laughs> I think that um, I didn't truly appreciate the effect of geography uh, on people until I moved. You know, when I first came to ADF I had been a solitary Wiccan for for about 10 years um, and I I was looking for a place to, to practice I wanted I wanted fellowship I was looking for people and community and I fell upon the ADF website and realized that there was a grove in my city you know I was in Columbus Ohio which turned out to be like the center of the hotbed of druidry for like you know four states around I was it was a day trip to 17 different places you know <laughs> it was it was never a problem for me to find people. I had a tremendous support network. Um, you know, I went, went to a lot of festivals and, and other Grove events because they were all so accessible to me. Um, and it wasn't until I moved out here to Colorado that I realized how much 
that support network really was what had helped me to become successful. Um, you know, and I, I have a newfound appreciation for folks who have had to work so much harder to achieve some of the things that I kind of floated through with my little druid bubble of, of beautiful community. Uh, so it's made the relationships that I have with people far more precious than I, I think I held them previous to that. And it's also um, given me a tremendous amount of respect for folks like, like you all who have, have had to do a lot of things that I had help with. Yes, when I started out years ago, dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> um, no, when I started out in Tucson, Arizona, uh, the reason that I actually decided, okay, I'm going to join ADF, I liked all the scholarship, but I'm going to join ADF because there's a grove in Tucson. It was three people who met in a restaurant once a month and never did anything which was unacceptable to me. So I pressured the uh, Grove organizer to, look, we're gonna do a ritual, right? So he went online and he found a ritual from a defunct grove called Peachtree Grove in Atlanta, Georgia. And we just stood around in a thunderstorm, stood around and read the parts, which frankly was very unsatisfying for me. So I started writing them, uh, taking that as a basic thing and writing my own stuff. Of course, did I understand the core order? No! There wasn't anything about that anywhere. I mean, Tucson, Arizona, the nearest grove was probably Columbus, Ohio or something. You know, it was a long way away. No, there's one in Los Angeles. There was one in Los Angeles. Don't about it. Yeah. Um, so it was just sort of like bootstrapping and going online and reading stuff and trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing. And I was lucky, though, that I can afford to go visit things. And I went to lots of festivals. And I even founded a festival for a while there in mm -hmm. Tucson and brought the bigwigs from the East back to, for all, everybody to get to know them and you know, to see what they did, which was really instructive for everybody else, not just me. I could see them in the Ohio. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, and that, that was really, really helpful because I was able to create these these connections that I was lucky that I could do, and most people probably could not, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so I guess I really don't belong in this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but of course now I'm in Trout Lake. Trout Lake, Washington, which is in the middle of nowhere at the base of Mount Athens. And it's so pretty. And it's very pretty, and it's very magical. It's a magical valley, it truly mm -hmm. is. I've been told by Chinese masters that it's a great Feng Shui and all the rest. That's great. <laughs> Whatever. But I hold the high days there, fully prepared to do it totally by myself if necessary. And one in bulk, I had one person. But now I usually average like, you know, 15 to 25. And most of them don't live locally. They come from Seattle. They come from Portland. They come from Vancouver. And a few people from like Hood River and stuff. But there's no Grove material, so I'm, I don't think I'll ever have a Grove there. Which makes me sad, to be honest. But it's still good. Is it something that you've gotten comfortable with? Because like, I've always been in Columbus in the hotbed of paganism. In the biggest grove in ADF. In the, I don't know that we're the biggest grove anymore. We were. We go back and forth between whether or not. But anyways... I've always had that really strong community and have never had to be solitary or solitary-ish mm -hmm. by circumstance. So is, it, is there a time when you guys got comfortable 
being the person in charge of your small group or being by yourself or I, I mean I think it's just something you do you just have to do I don't know that it's a comfortable thing I mean I'm a bit more of I like people and I like community that was a big reason why I even joined EDF like Missy was to have community which was you know it was all online at that point really and I'm not terribly active on thanks pocket friends yeah pocket friends <laughs> internet stuff but I mean no I think it was one of those things that you just did it because you had to do it if you wanted to be doing these things it was just the thing you did Especially if you wanted other people to come and hang out and do the ritual with you, which is way more fun for me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot. <laughs> so much more fun. It's a totally, totally different thing. You get more. Solitary. You get more yeah. woo. Yeah. If you have more, more people, because <laughs> the energy builds. So when I did my dedicate path, I did it entirely as a solitary, and I started a study group a month after. Now I had a friend who was pagan, a friend who was pagan, um, who had some ADF experience actually with Three Cranes Grove. Um, he had gone to Ohio State and was part of the Pagan Student Association oh. there. And so um, he was able to be like, yeah, sure, let's have tea once or twice and talk about stuff. But like, I had no, I, I had a mentor, um, but I still have, to this day, have not met her. We have run on committees together, and but we've never met each other. <laughs> and so I did everything, I did everything by myself. And... I think at some point in time, you just, you gotta like dig it up from your toenails and just, just do the thing. And when you're leading public rituals, I mean, if you're geographically isolated, it was very helpful for me to have done my dedicate work before I started a group mm -hmm. because I at least had a clue. I mean, I didn't have a lot of clues, but I had a clue. <laughs> um, it's better than no clues. It was better than no clues. <laughs> Um, I had I had I had done some you know I'd done at least eight ADF rituals on my own and that kind of stuff and so that was helpful. But at some point, I just settled into the idea that I was going to be the one running this, and am still. I mean, I'm now the senior druid of a of a grove as well as their priest. That's for you. Has ordination changed any of that dynamic? Yes and no. Um, my. I had to correct my grove. They've called me their priest for years. Um, and so I would be like, okay, you cannot call me that. I am not an ordained priest. I understand that I do pastoral care work for you, but I'm working on being a priest. I am not one yet. And now that I am one, it's changed the dynamic a little bit in that other people, in, in that I have been more willing to be like, look, I can't just do the, I can't just do all of this anymore. I have other obligations to the organization and being on the Mother Grove as well mm -hmm. um, because I, I serve there as well has also taken up time that you know normally I would have spent on Grove stuff and so, so some of us are well aware yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> actually four, well, of four of us now us. have served on the Mother Grove here <laughs> Dan's making her not it face <laughs> not me I don't know I guess overall if you guys had like one thing that you would tell someone who is geographically isolated to help them through that when it's not by choice, when it's they're stuck there by themselves or with just a couple other people, what would you say? Pocket friends. Yeah. I've... Seriously. What do yes. you What do you mean Go by pocket online friends? Go and, 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 
and try to make friends with with people who post stuff that you can kind of resonate with. Yep. You know yeah. that, that maybe a, a person who's like a um, well, you know, a, a, a like-minded soul. You know, and and then you don't feel quite so isolated. Yeah. Yeah, and I would definitely say um, don't just look to Facebook groups oh, or ADF not. groups to do that. No. Like you actually have to look for individual people yeah. because yeah. if I hadn't been willing to reach out to individual people like Jan and like uh, Reverend Ashton's husband, the other Reverend Ashton, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it, it, it would... It would have, th those were the relationships that saved me when things got to be too weird for me to figure out what to do on my own. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, agree. Yeah. I think personally it was easier when we all had email groups that we were part of. Because that's an individual thing as opposed to, for me, for Facebook. It's just this long list of, of posts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, which, which one was it now? <laughs> you know, I, just for me. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's better than nothing. It mm -hmm. is. It is. The best is go to a festival if you can manage one. Yeah. Do your best to get to a festival. Road trip! You know? Yeah. I would also definitely tell folks to reach out to people, even on an individual basis, regional druid, somebody, uh, and just start to make small connections where you can. Absolutely. Um, because a lot of druids are really open and hospitable, and if you do get a chance to travel, there are lots of folks who would let you stay with them and attend a Grove High Day or travel with them. Like I've had folks fly into Columbus and I've picked them up from the airport and taken them to and from festival and back to the airport. You know, there are a lot of folks who would be happy to help folks get to places where they can be in fellowship. And if you want to go to a festival and you have no camping gear of any kind, very often you can find folks who will lend you stuff. That's mm -hmm. true. Especially if you're flying in from far away. Yes. Yeah. ADF Especially the hospitality at list.adf.org. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> we actually true. have a, a, we have a, a, an e-list e where people can say, hey, I want to go to this thing and I don't have any things. And we will help collectively coordinate the things that you need to make sure you can have a successful trip. Yeah. That's right. I, I will tag on with what everybody else has basically said, but go look on the ADF leadership list. Like, see who the leaders are and start talking to people just reach out because like you know it may seem like oh they're leaders they're scary but you know this is what we're here for we're here to help everybody the priests yeah. especially we are here to serve the folk mm -hmm. that is part of our oath <laughs> and so you know if you're reaching out to us we want to help you and we want to talk to and you and we wants to talk to you <laughs> yes. Yes, that, that's i think the thing we need to be heard is right that, that we want to talk to folks but we do. it's hard because now that i'm ordained i don't feel as comfortable reaching out to people like I, I feel I feel more of a pressure to wait for people to reach out to me and to, unless I have a specific thing I need to ask or to talk to somebody about I don't I, I feel like my social engagement has shifted into a different place now um, so I, I definitely greatly appreciate when someone reaches out to me mm -hmm. yeah and just remember and understand that if we don't get back to you right away it's nothing against you it's just we're all it's, pretty it's, busy it's not personal <laughs> not personal yeah. all right thanks for listening and there's more to come we welcome your ideas and questions if there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode please drop us a line at druidsincars at threegrains.org if you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry 
at ADF.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with the good fight. festival and a way to connect, you can check out these upcoming festivals where either Jan or I will be presenting. On August 16th through 19th at Camp Clifton in Yellow Springs, Ohio, Jan is presenting at the Summerland Festival. Pre-registration just closed, but you can always register at the door. I'll be presenting at Beyond the Gates in Washington State, which is on August 30th through September 2nd, 2018, Labor Day weekend, at Trout Lake Abbey. And both Jan and I will be at Midnight Flame Festival in Bel Air, Michigan, September 6th through 9th, 2018. You can find information on all of these festivals by going to adf.org and clicking on events. Please do come see us, and please do come say hello. And thanks for listening.